So let us read together. Now, when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from town. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciple came to him and said, this is a desert place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowd away so that they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, they need not to go away. You give them something to eat. They reply, we have nothing here but five loaves and a two fish. And he said, bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowd to sit down on the grass, taking five loaves and two fish. He looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaf and gave to them this disciple, and the disciple gave them to the crowd. And all ate and were filled, and they took up what was left of broken pieces, twelve baskets full. And those who ate were about 5,000 men, besides women and children. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. So God, for the next few moments, we just, we just read about it. How amazing you are and the things that you do. It would be really, really amazing if you do that to us. Whatever kind of miracle that need to happen among us, I dare, I dare. Would you do that? Maybe healing, maybe affirmation, maybe a new understanding. Do it to us one more time. God, I know that there are some of us, we are struggling with some things and our minds are not so clear yet. Help us. Open our minds, our heart, and our spirit. God, help me. Use me. Shape the words come forth from my mouth. Remove anything that might stand on our way of hearing you, being redeemed, be awakened by you. Speak now. It is in your mind, name Jesus Christ. And all God's people say amen. amen. Now, every people, any, any person in life, or maybe I would say it this way, every organization, we all travel somewhere. Every person, every, every family, every school, every system, we travel somewhere. And at some point in time, we will arrive at some place. But here's the kick. Only few of us arrive on purpose where we are going. Now, any time that anybody will uh, create something new, any time that any church will say, hey, we're going to start a church here, there's always the question, what is the purpose of that? 
Just think about this. Most businesses, most businesses are created or found because there is a need. You follow with me? Most businesses created because there is a need for somebody or a group of people or a population or a country or a geography. Every business open itself because there is a need. Sometimes, oftentimes, the need is a problem. And if the need is not met, the need will become a problem. And so therefore, some people who live in this world who have the audacity and the mentality, they say, oh, I can capitalize on this, which means I want to make money out of this need. It could be money, it could be status, it could be reputation, it could be power, it could be anything and all of those things. You are smart people, you understand this. And you are creative enough and you, if you live long enough, you understand that this is what business is all about. I remember a few years ago while I was still in New Orleans, uh, I, I, I developed this, well, I didn't really develop. It just awakened this new thing. Uh, when I left here, one of my, um, my outing um, is, is um, chasing balls. Some people call it golf, uh, but, but there's, uh, but there's, but there's it's, some people knew that uh, I was I supposed to be off on Friday and I have a bad habit of like to work and so, well, some people call it a workaholic, but I, I just like to work. And so some people show up at church and, you know, they just scammed me to go with them for lunch. It was like, hey, Rev, let's go for lunch. Well, me, lunch, somebody gonna pay for it, I'm on. So, so they, I got in a car, they drove to Texas and they drove for quite some time. And I thought to myself, this is a group of guys, you know, if they have a bad idea about me, I think I can take all of them. <laughs> and then there was, there's, there's a, uh, there's a, a place, uh, it's called Crooked Hollow, I think they They told me, this, this place over here, they have the best burger. And I asked, is it greasy? They say, yes, it is. I say, well, it must be good. <laughs> so so we, we roll out this place, so they serve us lunch, and you know, the burger was great. I, I'm, not, I'm not the best person to ask for critics of food. I mean, if it's on the table, I'm, I'm set and go. And so after we ate, we walk out, and, uh, and, and one of them say, you write on that, and it's come again? It was cough cards and there was, there was, you know, little sticks in there. And I was like, I mean, I have, I have driven these things while I was in college for other people. I, I you know, I, I think big people my size, hunting balls, little balls like that is, is rather ridiculous. <laughs> well, wait, we, we got over there and, you know, my ego is still so big uh, and it's so fragile. I, I was like, you know, I'm the biggest guy here. How hard can it be? So they stick a ball in there, and, you know, show me what to do. It's like, you know, this thing, just hit it down there. I was like, all right. Poof. And I was looking. I didn't hear anything. I heard that stick make a sound. And I heard them laughing. And I was like, what? And I looked down, the ball was still there. <laughs> so I took a few swings on that. Then I finally figured out 
They didn't really want me to go play golf with them. They just want somebody to laugh at. <laughs> so we were doing this, and I realized uh, at some point in time, I, I make a contact with these things, and it went in a direction it's not supposed to, because it's supposed to be going in one direction, and, and then it go in a different direction. I didn't think these things have their own mind. They have their own mind. You hit it, and they, they decide to go wherever you want to go. And, and it went in the direction where a group of people were standing in what they call greens. When they say greens, I was like, I'll bring my rolls. I mean, it's, do you, I, well, they talk about green is something else. I was thinking, this is greens, we're gonna have some, you know, some to eat. It's not that kind of green. It was a group of people, and I thought, I saw that ball fly, it, it flew right over these people, and I thought, and I hit the thing, I make a strong connection, and I thought, somebody gonna get hurt if I don't figure this out. Did I say my ego was big? Did I say it was fragile? Yeah, so I spent the next few weeks making this thing go. And I try to control these little things. I'm not saying that I control it, I manage. And here we find this story. It was a story of people who come to Jesus with a problem. This is very, very interesting to me. Because they come, Jesus didn't have the problem. Other people have the problem. And any, any direction that these things gonna go, somebody have to define the problem. Are you with me? You're tracking so far? For a purpose of this story to go, you need to have a definition of what the problem was. Stand-up comedy is, is always this kind of thing. The comedian will, will try to get all the attention of the group or the crowd and try to move them in one direction. And when, the, when, when, when that move in the same direction, all of a sudden, the, the laughter come when that person move in the opposite direction or have a twist or have a punchline. It's, it's because that, that the comedian will, will get all or most of the people go in the same direction and then have a twist to it. And here's Jesus, we are told by, by Matthew, uh, they have this worship service. And it's, it's evident by what Matthew was telling. This is one of the story, one or two stories that record in all four gospels. The other one is the crucifixion. But this is one of the story that all four of the gospels, they told about this. And they told that Jesus was having this moment with these people. Note, Jesus' compassion came after he saw these people. This is critical. Because sometimes our emotion will only come after we see people. How often, how often that people will leave the church, sometimes because they feel like if they disappear, nobody ever know this. That means I'm out of time. Oh, I have 25 seconds. <laughs> Jesus saw these people and compassion just came out of Jesus. And oftentimes this is an invitation for us to remember, unless we see people here, nothing happened. 
Let me just come, let me just come closer to you. How often did you and I would drive down the road and there's somebody who stand at the street corner and we just look away. The reason that we look away because if we see them, there is something will come up in here. It's very important for us. In order for us to define the problem, we have to see in order to find what it is. So Jesus just do what Jesus loved to do. Jesus loved to talk. Yep, 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 blah, 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 blah. And evidently when Jesus talk a long time, crowd get bigger. When preachers talk a long time, crowd get smaller. Somebody say amen. amen. Forget your people. And here's, here's what is interesting about this. Somebody had to define problem to Jesus. Here is the church people. These group of guys came to Jesus and say, we have a problem. And they roll out the problem, the time, the location, and the people. And then Jesus answered that this problem is typical to church. This is something that I say to Mark all the time and I say to other preachers all the time. When somebody show up and complain or, or anything like that in church with a problem, invite them to solve the problem and watch them walk out the door real quick. So the problem was, we are too far, we are out of nowhere, and the people must be hungry. He tells the time. That's the problem. And then Jesus said to these church people, church leaders, well, I bet you got something to answer for your own problem. And they answer very typical to church people. No, we don't have enough. That ministry is a really, really good idea, but we don't have the money for it. We would like to send our youth to this ministry, but we do not have the money for it. We would like to hire more people to do children ministry, but we don't have enough money to do that. We can meet a need in a community, but we don't really have enough money to do that. And when I think of this man named Jesus, when I think of this Jesus, I love the idea that this is a Jesus who see our limitation far beyond it. He say, you have something. And even these disciples, they have no clue they have the answer for the problem. And when I think about this Jesus, I am so grateful that this Jesus sees something in you and me so far much more than we understand what we have to meet the problem and meet the need of this Paris and beyond. Did you know you have the answer to meet the need of this community? Jesus says so. How do I know that? Because Jesus made this place stand in this corner because this place and these people must meet a need here. Even if we don't think we have the resources, I think of this Jesus and he say, you give them something. And the only way that you can give them something, see them. And when we do, something crazy happen in here. And when we do, amazing thing happen. And when we open our eyes and really see the pain of the world, 
See, the, the crazy thing about this Jesus is, he didn't just say, go feed him. He said, bring me your limited things. Bring me whatever small things you have, no matter how small it is, and watch me do something with it. How can you feed thousands of people with these little things? You can, I can, but Jesus can. And what is so amazing about this is that the people, the disciples who deliver these things, they were the real people who watched five and two with their own naked eyes, with their ragged feet, their tired hand. Maybe they're really telling Jesus, we are tired of the church. We're tired of the people. We want them to go away. And this Jesus, I mean, he's in the middle of a crisis of himself, personal crisis. His cousin John just being killed. He was just told about it. Being killed is the most violent ways ever. His cousin, the one he knew while he was still in his mom's womb, he knew John. Matter of fact, they were the first River Dam's team ever. And now he's been told that John is being killed. And what did Jesus do? Meet the need of the people. While he had his own personal need, and I was just sharing with some people, when you go through a hard time, I don't know how it works, but I find myself in that place from time to time. When you go through pain, when you have crisis in your life, the shortest way that I know how to get that thing fixed is to serve other people. And here is Jesus doing just that, and I think it's a good model. Whenever you go through a hard time, a crisis, or, or our own personal need, find someone else to serve, and somehow your need is being taken care of. Because this Jesus have a way of taking care of our needs. As the band comes, as, we, as we, we come to a close of our time together, I want for you to realize that Jesus is not intimidated by the small things that you have. Jesus is not fearful that you don't have enough. Jesus do not shy away by our limited resources. We can bring our problem to him. And what he did do, he will say, bring me all that you have, whatever you have. And <laughs> watch me do what I love to do. Just bring me a pain. Bring me a fear. Bring me a dissolution. Bring me your anger. Bring me your indifference. Bring me your gift. Bring me whatever little limited resource you have. And watch me. What's heaven unfold in your life. And the good thing about heaven is heaven will let you participate in the miracle. 
Take him. Give it to them. Note, Jesus did not tell them how to do the ministry. Other Gospels say they set the people down in 50 and 100. There was the disciples' work. Sometimes we spend too much time fighting about how to do ministry instead of just doing it. Jesus simply say, go ye therefore all the well and make disciples of Jesus Christ. Just go. How to do ministry, it's up to us to do it. Brothers and sisters, family and friends, whatever little that you have, it's sufficient for God to do God's work in your life and all the network, the string that attaches to you. Will you consider that? Whatever pain you've gone through, whatever, whatever challenges that you've been through, bring me what you got. It's the invitation. Bring me what you have. And I'll give it back to you to deliver me the need. And it is in my power. You will be taken care of. <laughs>